1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. The Labor Day weekend is upon us. And while we may be feeling a bit of a cool down weather-wise, the housing market seems to be kind of hot. Good morning, Tina. And yes, it is certainly hot. I mean, we have kind of picked up where July left off at the beginning of August. And traditionally, the last week of August, uh, first week of September is a little bit quieter. And that's where we are right now. So, uh, you know, great start to August. And it really did. The momentum from July really did carry us right through until now. Now, obviously, it was very quiet earlier this year because of the pandemic. But I have to say, driving throughout York Region these last couple of weeks, I've noticed a lot more signs out there, a lot more real estate activity. Is that actually what's happening, or are these just folks testing the market? You know, it is. It's exactly what's happening is there's more inventory on the market right now than we've had, uh, you know, over the past two or three months. And what we're starting to see is because it's been quieter over the last two weeks, the for sale signs are staying up a little bit longer than we've been used to over the last three months. And that's okay because we did need the inventory. The buyers, they, they were tired. They were tired of the multiple offers and getting beaten down by losing multiple offers because we did not have a lot of inventory. So what you're seeing as a snapshot right now is we do have more inventory on the market. The buyers were taking a little bit of a break, so that's why you're seeing more signs sticking around on the market. And what could you tell us specifically about the numbers right here in York Region? So the numbers, I mean, listing-wise, over the last couple of weeks, we're starting to see more listings hit the market, and that's as far as what's actively listed. And there's two reasons for that. One is people are more comfortable putting their house on the market right now. And sales have been a little bit quieter over the last couple of weeks. So you know, the reason the listings are standing around or staying around is we're down, you know, week over week, we're down about 100 sales uh, than we were last week. And the reason for that is as the announcements came out that schools were going to be back in, People started scrambling. They started scrambling to, you know, for those staycations or you know, just getting up north for a bit, and also back to school shopping. So the home shopping has been put on hold a little bit as people gear up to get their kids back in school or settled in to conduct school from home. As we head into September and then October, what do you see? I see the market starting to heat up again as we were in July. I think by, say, September 10th or 12th, we're going to start to see a lot of activity in terms of buyers getting active out there. See, the, there's a lot of factors driving the economy and driving the market. And the main thing right now is the low interest rates. People want to take advantage. They've never been able to borrow this cheap. 
And, you know, when you're getting a five-year mortgage for around 2%, that's a super deal. Think back to the 80s where people were borrowing at 18% or even think back to around 2006, 2007, people were borrowing for 6 to 8%. This is quite the deal. And we're going to start to see buyers get back on the market. There's not going to be a lot of multiple offers as there's more inventory right now. There still will be, but it won't be to the extent where people are getting 10, 15, 20 offers on a property. You might be competing with two or three people and that makes things a lot more affordable. After the break, we meet the woman behind 90 Minutes from Toronto. That story is coming up. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. More with Asif Khan and Remax Prime Properties when we come back. At KS Floors, the only result we will accept is a satisfied customer. Our team specializes in interior finishing and designs. Our meticulous process ends only when you are completely satisfied. KS Floors has the suppliers that can be counted on for quality and the installers you can trust. Even in the current environment, we can safely provide a quote and installation so you have the confidence to move forward with your home improvement projects. For information or to schedule an appointment, go to ks-floors.ca or call us at 416-566-7523. Beautiful flooring, expertly installed. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties with today's guest. Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Audra Williams, the creator of the project 90 Minutes from Toronto. Welcome to the show, Audra. Hi, thank you so much. Audra, now tell us where this idea came from. Sure, well... I've lived all over Canada. Um, I've lived, you know, in a town of 500 people in Annapolis, Nova Scotia. I've lived in Ottawa and Edmonton. And, and, you know, some of those places I've liked and some of those places I haven't liked. And, um, you know, and as COVID kind of changes the relationship with Toronto for myself and, more importantly, like so many of my friends, um, you know, I kind of, we all started thinking of leaving the city maybe, which was kind of unthinkable to me even a couple of years ago, you know, but I'm here primarily because my community is here and then there are places that I like to go as well. And, you know, if my community is going to kind of get pushed out of the city by like, you know, Bill 184 or like, you know, lack of affordable housing and the places that I like to go to are closing, then it, you know, it becomes kind of a reset button on how we feel about the city. And so, um, you know, but there's so many different places we could move to. And so we really like, you know, myself and my partner and my partner is a person of color and he grew up, um, all like in Jane and Finch and all over Toronto and has always been in diverse places. Um, you know, so there were definitely like feelings of like, okay, like if we move somewhere, like, you know, how are we going to know that it is a place that's going to feel safe or going to feel like we have a good community or even going to be you know, a place that has, like, the quality of life that we enjoy with, you know, bookstores or cafes or whatever. And and so I decided to kind of try to dig in and find as much information as possible um, about these places, you know, to try to figure out, like, if like where would be a good fit, you know, for me and my partner, of course. And then having done all this work, it seemed kind of ridiculous to not 
put it out in the world. And so, you know, for anybody else, you might also be having those considerations. And so tell us, how do you gather the information? Where do you find it? Yeah, I looked at um, uh, Census Canada has been very helpful as far as like things like, um, you know, the population and diversity and things like that. Um, Census Canada also has house prices, like house and rent. And, you know, it's not ideal because the last census was in 2016. So I do know that some of that information is out of date, but it's like a consistent source I can go to. So I'm trying to kind of be consistent with the site. Um, I look at the websites that municipalities already have set up, or if there's like a business, like a downtown business association, I look at those sites. And then I just search like new sites. Um, you know, I, I, I look on Twitter and Facebook and different like groups for different places to see like what conversations are like. And, and if it's a place, I mean, I've actually lived in some of these places I lived in, I grew up in the region. If it's places that I had my own experience that I can kind of draw on that, but if it's um, places that I know people are, I can reach out to them and be like, okay, like what, you know, what, what should I definitely include? And so, um, you know, when I take uh, corrections, <laughs> I get corrections all the time and people email me. And um, so, you know, a, a dream for the site one day would be that I could almost have it set up like a bit of a wiki and people could contribute edits and things like that because, of course, people on the ground are going to be like the most reliable sources. But um, I just do what I can with what's publicly available. And are you finding that more and more people are leaving Toronto these days? I think so, you know, and, um, like, I gathered a bunch of headlines kind of um, to to help me sort of figure out, like, what, what folks were doing. And, you know, from Reuters to TVO to Toronto Life to Toronto Star, like, like in July, like, almost every, like, mainstream media publication, like, had a piece about how people were leaving the city. Um, and so, yeah, I do think that, um, particularly in Toronto, like, you know, the, the, the affordable housing, the definition of affordable housing is at or below market value. And so... If market value, you know, is increasing at a rate that, of course, wages are not increasing, then market value is not affordable, and that's like a meaningless term, but that's what we have to work with. And so, you know, a lot of my friends who um, had to be here for work um, maybe don't anymore because a lot of workplaces are going remote, and a lot of people who maybe did have work that was, like, um, reliant on a location, like service industry or hospitality jobs, like, those jobs might not exist anymore. Those places might be closing or cutting back, and so... I think that some people are kind of feeling able to look elsewhere because, you know, like workplaces like Shopify or Facebook have gone completely remote. And I think some people are kind of being forced to make that decision. And so particularly for people who are, you know, being forced to make that decision, I really want people to be able to end up somewhere that's going to work for them as well as possible. So, And you shared with us where this idea, where the inspiration came from, but could you tell us a little bit about your background? Are you trained as a real estate agent? I'm I'm aggressively not trained in many of the things that I do. I just kind of take things on. Um, my actually, I went to high, I went to college to become a sign language interpreter. That's like one of the things I've been trained in. I don't do that anymore. Um, I've done a lot of different jobs. I was a speechwriter for Jack Layton. That was like really meaningful work for me. Um, I've worked in labor movements. I've worked a lot of not for profits. Right now, I'm I'm part time as a writer at the Center for Social Innovation. Um, so. Yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, somebody who jumps in to things, and I and I definitely am very aware that if I'm wrong about something, I will be highly corrected, and so I'm trusting like the wisdom of the crowd on that one to let me know if like I put Port Dover when I meant Port Colburn on something. <laughs> <laughs> and you have some great information on the site with walk scores, bike scores, transit scores. How do you come up with those actual scores, or is this a third party that does that? And 
Any plans to expand that to include school rankings and such? Yeah, I mean, there actually is like a walkscore.com and, um, you know, and walkscore.com, like to be completely like clear is actually most useful if you have like a specific address. So if you're looking at real estate listings, you know, there is that, um, like that neighborhood kind of guide, like on, on realtor.ca. And I think some of that might pull from, from Walkspur. I'm not sure, but I'm sure that's like similar APIs. But um, yeah, so you, if you go in and you type like a specific address, it will tell you like, it will kind of map out like what's a 15 minute walk away and show you everything. But you know, even in, in a, like if you, you also can look up for whole entire towns and you get some sense of it. Like if a place has a walk score of like, Seven, you know, for example, somewhere it's quite rural. Like there might be a place in that town that has a walk score of like 14, but it's not markedly better. So, um, yeah, so that stuff is publicly available. Um, and including other things, I think that like my main priority for this site is um, that, like I said, like people who, um, you know, are really like want to find a good community um, and want to feel like they are somewhere where they'll be safe um, can find a place to go and, and so one of the suggestions I had that actually I thought was quite useful from Robin McDunder was um, to try to look for hate crime, like, like Stats Canada, like collect stats information and find out, like, that's the kind of thing I'd rather include, like property taxes, like school zones, like that's not really the point of it. And I feel like it's about, like, you know, somebody not wanting to move to a place, you know, like a black family moving to a town and then, like, their neighbor across the street starts flying a Confederate flag, which is something that happened um, a couple months ago to, like, somebody I follow on Twitter and... Um, so it's, it's more about like, like safety and community and just like comfort. And, you know, like my partner, like I said, is a person of color and like there have been places we've traveled while we're on road trips and, you know, he just feels like it's not like, it just feels like kind of like hostile or like just not comfortable. And, you know, and so we found ourselves actually, like we went to Port Dover, which is beautiful. I love being by the water. Um, on a, but, like, we went on a sunny Saturday afternoon, and we were like, oh, like, there's actually a lot of people of color here. And we're like, maybe it's kind of diverse. But then we're like, oh, they're also probably visiting from elsewhere. And so being able to actually go to the website and look it up and be like, oh, like, Port Dover, I think, is, like, 96% white or something. And, you know, like, having those reality checks can really help people from moving to a place where they actually wouldn't feel super comfortable. And so, um, you know, I think it is easy to go somewhere for a weekend or to, like, have a friend who lives in a place and they think, you know, places are nice or they're cheap or whatever. But it might turn out that if you go to that place, like, you're actually not going to feel happy or, at, or even at ease. So those those metrics are the priority. So, you know, if there's, like, a really aggressive, like, homeowner association that is, like, you know, kind of, like, I don't know, like, if you can't, like, hang a clothesline or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is the stuff that I feel like is more important um, than um, for me personally and for, the, I think, the main audience for the site than property tax rates. For sure, absolutely. Can you tell us maybe some of the favorite places you've found or discovered? Yeah, I think that right now, like, our heart uh, has been won over by uh, Port Dalhousie in St. Catharines um, because uh, St. Catharines is, like, it's, like, 15% diverse the last census. I think it's probably actually a bit higher than that now. I have some friends who live there. They speak really highly of it. Um, like I said, I lived in Nova Scotia for 10 years. I do love being by the water. Um, you know, and Port Dalhousie seems like it's, like, a bit blue-collar, like, a bit, like, you know, creative. There's little shops. It's quite cute. Um, 20% NDP support, which is, like, you know, not bad <laughs> for me for a side of the city. Like, um, and uh, so, yeah, Port Dalhousie, we really, um, you know, that would be a dream, being able to figure out how to live there. Um, uh, we drove through Brantford and found it actually quite pretty. There's also, like, these big century homes, and it is very walkable, and even things like, oh, there's two comic stores. Like, I feel like that tells me something about what it's like to live in a place. And, you know, even the presence of a university often is, like, a younger, more diverse crowd. Um, 
Yeah, we like I think that we're leaning like both like south and west for a couple of reasons. Like I grew up in German region. No great desire to go back there. We do like traveling. We believe that, you know, one day traveling will be possible again. And I know for myself personally, like, I'm never catching a flight if I'm two hours further away from the airport. So I think it needs to be, like, close to the airport as possible. And, like, the, our friends in Toronto tend to be on the west side. So I think that, you know, for folks who do stay, if we're visiting people, you know, it may be, like, an hour drive to visit them versus if we're way east on the other side, then it could be, like, kind of a couple hours to come back and visit. So... Um, you know, we, we have, like, looked at um, some cute places in, like, in Hamilton. And by looked by, I mean, like, just sort of driven around and tried to, like, suss out neighborhoods. We're not actually at the stage of looking um, at houses yet. It's still very preliminary. But um, I think kind of, like, you know, like, Grim, like I think all of Niagara. Like, there's also, like, I'm sure, as you guys know, like, there's all these incredible, like, mid-century modern bungalows in Niagara that have had one family own them. And they're just, like, pristine and I just, like, I look at them, and I'm just, like, trying to will. Like, I'm like, whoever moves in, like, please don't change anything. Like, keep that weird pink carpet and the mirrors everywhere. And I just really, like, we both really love that aesthetic. And so um, I think that, like, Niagara also is really good for those, like, little little time capsule, like, 60s bungalows. So that's where we, when we do look, we tend to kind of, like, find the most gems and, like, the most things that we favorite. Um, we favorite them, and then, of course, we see them sell because we're not looking yet. But I think it's still, like... If you know, go back and look at them, and then I include them on the site if they feel like they're really special. Awesome. And where did you guys end up? Where do you live where right do we, now? Where do we live now? Oh, right now we're in Parkdale, okay. and so yeah, so um, we're still in Toronto, and we actually have like a beautiful apartment that we love very much, and we're not in a hurry to leave it. We're just aware that like, um, you know, we don't control, um, you know, everything about where we live, and and my first five years in Toronto I think I was in like six apartments or something like people just kept on like someone's kid would come back to university or you know a water pipe would burst and it wouldn't get fixed or whatever like just all those things that like kind of force a person to move when they don't want to move and um you know so I I have that experience and Haritha um you know growing up a lot like he you know was kind of moved around like again like not really wanting to be and so I think we both like have like a desire to have a bit of a steady state um and so that is part of, like, the impulse to look in places where it would be more affordable. But, yeah, I was by Christy Pitts for six years, and he was in North York for six years. And then we um, we ended up in Parkdale, and we're really happy here as well. So, um, yeah, you know, and, of course, in, um, you know, an ideal situation, we would be considering staying. But, like, the house behind us is for sale for $2.7 million. Yikes. You know, and, like, we hear that, like, house prices are dropping. But if that, if that house was $1.7 million, it would be a million dollars cheaper. But it's still, like, like an unthinkable amount of money for us. And so I think that, you know, like, we see a lot of conversations about if house prices are going to drop, if the bubble's going to burst. But I think it would have to be such a dramatic change for myself and so many people in my community that – you know, to go from like 1.8 million to like 1.2 million, like would not really be like a measurable change in how possible it was for us to sort of stay in the communities where we're renting. That's awesome. And you certainly have some great information on 90 Minutes from Toronto on the website. Now, if people want to contact you for more information, how can they find you? Sure. So yeah, the website um, is, uh, yeah, there's 90 Minutes from dot com slash Toronto. I also have 90 minutes from Toronto.com. So if people aren't sure which one it is, they can put either. I actually have 90 written out, 90 as a number, like I'm trying to cover all my bases. Uh, and people actually, like, I do want to say that, like, people, like, I get, like, dozens of emails every day from people who are just, like, I'm in a queer relationship and I've been really worried about this. Or, like, you know, I'm a person of color and I've been, like, I grew up in a small town and it was really racist and I'm trying to figure out if I can move somewhere else. And, and so I really feel, like, very, like, 
heartened by the fact that it's resonating, and I am getting all these emails from people saying that it's really going to help them. And so, um, yeah, it's much nicer than when you kind of put something out there that you think is useful and the world says no. Um, and so the media, of course, has been lovely, and the email, um, you know, the reaching out, the Twitter, the tweets, everything's been really lovely. So I'm just Audra at 90minutesfrom.com, A-U-D-R-A at 90minutesfrom.com, um, 90 written out, I think is my email. Um, the website, we're on Instagram um, at 90.minutes.from.toronto because that's how Instagram works. Uh, also on Facebook as well, 90 Minutes from Toronto. You can look it up there. Um, and so, yeah, and I definitely love hearing from people, and I, I'm very open to, like, corrections or critical feedback or, like, do you think of this approach? And so, you know, I would love nothing more than if it was, like, a giant group project we were all working on together and everyone was every little, like, friend group was picking their own criteria and, like, finding towns to move to and setting up intentional communities and stuff. So, I have big dreams for where people can take this information, and I definitely want to hear from people about, like, how they are finding it and what could make it more helpful for them. Audra, that's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you on again. Thank you so much. When we come back, this week's hot listing and your questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions. And the first one comes from Jerry in Markham. He purchased a home and has just sold his, but closing dates do not match up. How does he manage bridge financing, renting storage for his contents, and perhaps even renting a home short term? What advice do you have for him, Asif? Well, Jerry, there's so many different options that you have, and you know some of them may be more cost effective than the other. So, you know, one thing that we've seen a lot is people renting their homes back from the purchaser. So if the purchaser is not ready to move in right now or has some time to move in, you may be able to do a rental deal with them to say, hey, I need to rent for about a month. Uh, It depends on how far your closing date uh, is from the sale. Uh, You may be able to rent the place back for a month or two. Or, uh, you know, if you did have to leave the place, you could secure bridge financing. Your mortgage broker would be able to help you with that and give you the costs associated with that because, again, it may be cheaper than finding a a rental short-term because there's not a lot of rentals out there uh, that would allow short-term rentals and then having to store your furniture and belongings in storage. So Mm -hmm. there could be a lot of different cost-effective ways to do it. One of them could be renting your home that you're living in right now, renting that back from the purchaser, or bridge financing. It sounds so complicated, Asif, and all of these moving parts. Is this usually the way it goes? It is, unfortunately, at this time because you're trying to line up closing dates and in multiple offers, you pretty much have to give the seller their closing date. So in a, in a time like this, it's hard to line up both properties and because they're being put on sale at different times as well. So there's a lot that goes into planning the process. And if you're buying before you're selling, which is what most people do in a hot market like this, then it's hard to line up those uh, closing dates. And, you know, if you, if you do get into multiple offers in the sale of your home after you've purchased, it's a lot easier. And, you know, there's a lot of variables, a lot of moving parts. You're right. 
and coordinating those at this time could be because you don't want to turn offers away for closing date if the price is right and that could be what determines you know when the closing dates land our next question is from Loris in Richmond Hill. He wants to know if he should replace windows and the roof if he plans to sell late this fall. Asif? Windows and roof are great uh, additions to your property, but it really depends on you know, what the value would be and what the state of the property. You know, if the property, sometimes we see properties that are going to be torn down or people are going to put additions on them uh, just because they're, you know, it, that's what's happening in the area. So if you're going to be putting new windows and a new roof on a property that could be torn down or, or could be part of a major renovation, then it's not going to get you much value because the people won't really care about those. Uh, if you're in a subdivision where, you know, everything remains the same and your neighbors have done the roofs uh, and the windows, then you want to you wanna be able to fix those up and be on par with your neighbor's properties. So it really depends. Your realtor will be able to guide you with the right decision there. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? Tina, they can reach me as always at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And Asif, we have just enough time for this week's On the Market Hot Listing. What have you got for us? Tina, we've got Heather Cooper joining us from Remax Brand Properties with a super new listing that just hit the market. Heather, take it away. This week's hot listing is a luxurious estate home built on a premium half-acre lot in prestigious Ballantrae community. This home features four bedrooms, five bathrooms, 10-foot ceilings on the main floor with large windows throughout. It's open concept with a gourmet kitchen, a huge center island, and built-in appliances. I'm absolutely in love with the exterior of this home. It has sleek interlock, a beautiful stone facade, and an overall grand feel to it. This home really resembles a castle. It's absolutely beautiful. Heather, where is this home located? And what's the price point? So this home is located at 14 Summer Rum Court. That's in Stouffville. This one is listed at $2,188,800. And for more information, they can contact Helen Liu at 905-554-5522. Sounds great. Can't wait to see the virtual tour on this one. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan, or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.